So we all know girl Melanie, also known as med school, was never really meant to be a baller's wife. In this alternate universe, Ding Dong and Janae get a real good try. And we see the relationship that could have been. What we watched this week, Sid? This week, we tuned into My First Love, released in 2015, available on Prime Video, starring Pooch Hall, Gabrielle Dennis, Carl Anthony Payne, and a personal favorite to the show, Miss Quad Webb. Let's start the show. Hey, I'm Lex. Hey, y'all, I'm Sid. And this is The New Chitlin Circuit. We review indie, low-budget, and direct-to-TV black films. Shout out to our sponsors for this week's 60 Second Challenge. You, the listener, we appreciate you for sponsoring uh, this segment each week. While we have you here, go ahead, like, and subscribe. Uh, Share the link. We appreciate the support. And this week, Alexis will be explaining the plot of My First Love in 60 seconds or less. Are you prepared? Are you equipped? Are you ready? I am ready. Okay. All right. I'm going to start the clock now. Pooch Hall plays a real estate something successful businessman. And mm-hmm. he is married uh, to his yep. wife. And they are kind of happy <laughs> until mm-hmm. they're not. Like, he's got this uh, kind of Latina <laughs> like co-worker who his wife yeah. thinks he's cheating on her with. But all in all, he just doesn't realize that his wife is unsatisfied. So mm-hmm. they separate. And have to find their way back to each other. You want to know why? Mm. Because they are each other's first love since mm. high school, since grade school. Since grade so, school. So through their friends and through just the true power of love and the power mm-hmm. of um, um, child um, birth or something like pregnancy yeah. and making children, mm-hmm. they get back together because that's the way God intended it. <laughs> Wow. You just right on the line there, friend. Trying to tell you you only had two seconds left. I was like, wrap it up. Let's start counting down. Thank you so much for your patience, Sydney. Yeah. No, thank the clock. Don't thank me. This is time. Okay. It's the clock that do it. I got it. Yeah, it's the clock. Yeah, don't be. mm, I got nothing to do with that. Well, that was great. (laughs) Thank you. Look, now that we know, because this movie is a straightforward plot and it's really all about love. So mm-hmm. what did you mm-hmm. think about it, Sydney? Well, I first want to get into how we even discovered this movie. Uh, this was, <laughs> you know, last weekend. I, I don't know to when, what point in time it'll be when we release this. But anyway, last weekend, Friday night, I think, maybe Saturday night. Uh, we both do, you know, what we do on Friday nights after work. Uh, make a little cocktail, eat whatever food was delivered, and just kind of relax. You text me. It's like, you know, 930. Girl. You knew Pooch Hall. No, you knew Ding Dong and Janae was in a movie together. And I said, <laughs> no way. No, they was in the movie. Where? Girl, it's on Prime. And immediately I said, oh, no, I'm watching this. And mm-hmm. no more than like two to three minutes into the movie, I said, we got to talk about this on the show. And I'm <laughs> so glad that we are here at this moment because I'm here to say it. I enjoyed this movie so much loved it even i think it was great uh and i I can't wait to talk about it more so what did you think about my first love i i love when you're this excited about a movie (laughs) (laughs) this the one thing i want to add to the story of how we got to talk about this movie right now is Mm -hmm. 
all of that is exactly true. But my drunk ass, because I was a couple drinks in, I stopped working way before nine on Friday. <laughs> um, yeah. And I texted, I was like, this is so special, friend. Like, we just <laughs> have a, a place and a platform where we could talk about the movies that we really love. Mm-hmm. This is crazy. And you said, okay, I'm going to put the movie on. Like, <laughs> getting all sentimental for Lex. <laughs> it's Friday. I'm trying to, like, decompress. I'm trying to bitch cry. <laughs> so... I am I am very grateful. I'm grateful to talk about these movies with you, especially this one, because I really liked it, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm grateful for y'all tuning in to me and my best friend talking about the movies we like. <laughs> y'all gonna like this one. Yeah, this is this gonna, <laughs> this, this gonna be good. <laughs> this was good. And it was I I just felt great about it going in because, number one, when you get when you have two actors that, you know, for a fact, have great mm-hmm. chemistry. You, yeah. you, as a romance like screenwriter, a romance like movie director, so much mm-hmm. opens up for it because so much of it is is so much of the it's work just is there. handled. Yeah, <laughs> it's just natural. It's I can write whatever yeah. on a page or like give you whatever direction from whatever angle. But if they got real mm-hmm. chemistry and I can feel that coming through the screen, it comes through. It yeah, golden. And I just, I really loved that because I, I really liked, I had a hot take. The timeline didn't like it a lot a couple of months ago when um, Netflix put the game on Netflix. Mm-hmm. I think that Derwin and Janae should have been together. Derwin yeah. should have left Melanie and raised yeah. that baby with Janae. Well, it Janae. made no sense. Janae was, Janae just was the ready most to do that. Person. Yeah. She already came from money. She knew what the deal was. Yes. She's like, look, I know you're going to be med school. Tia, love you, sis. I think you're a great actress. But med school, your character, she was a little whiny, and she was not prepared mm-hmm. for this life. You should have took your ass to Johns Hopkins and let Derwin mm-hmm. go and be a saber. And yep. that would They both was the fools. That so was the fools this too. just let me live out that fantasy that Derwin <laughs> and Janae ended up together. Yes. <laughs> so I was, I was really excited going in, and I think the movie delivered. For that reason, mm-hmm. let's get into it. <laughs> let's do it. Where do you want to start? So I want to talk about the opening scene. Why not just start right in where the movie starts? And mm-hmm. first note I have, the chemistry is undeniable. They're just yep. in their kitchen in the morning, and they are just vibing, like bouncing off one another. Um, just Pooch doing husband-wife stuff, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What'd you think of it? Like, were you hooked that, Like when you first started the I movie? was literally hooked because I... Like to your point, you and I have extensively talked about why Janae <laughs> just should have been the love interest. We could have still had the game and maybe at some point they break up or whatever because you needed Tia's character to keep the plot going. I understand that. But this gave us really that alternate universe that we had always been wanting for. And this one I said, look at Derwin, Ding Dong, Davis, and Janae just having breakfast together. Where is Lil Ding Dong? Mm-hmm. Where he going to come out at and ruin the festivities um but <laughs> then you dong immediately for ding dong jr you then you realize oh wait a minute they're not that happy together uh or mm-hmm. at least he's oblivious and she is really trying to make this work and it's not yeah and i said oh this has drama i want to finish this Open it gave scene. us the context right immediately that's what i liked mm-hmm. because they have chemistry as a cute couple but yeah. more difficult to achieve they have great chemistry even when they're dysfunctional like they mm. it goes what well, it's believable it feels good you know yes 
Agreed. So yeah, we just get into we just get plunged into what their life is like with a regular like workday morning. And yeah. after he does realize that he has some problems in his marriage, <laughs> he goes and he's talking to his friends on the porch. Here's why I'm calling this scene out. Please. I love, because there are a lot of fantasy elements of romance mm-hmm. and rom-com movies, right? Um, you know, like somebody running through the airport. That's just, that's fantasy. That doesn't happen right. in real life. You got to make it past TSA, honey. Exactly. <laughs> My favorite romantic, like romantic movie fantasy is the fantasy that men actually talk openly to each other because <laughs> they <laughs> don't. <laughs> Every romantic movie puts like a, there's a group of men and they're friends and mm-hmm. they're like, hey man, what's going on with you? And then the guy actually tells him what's going on with them. Like, have you ever heard men talk to each other? This isn't LeBron James's The Shop show. They're not yeah. talking for real. <laughs> You're right. You know, Maybe there's something that we just don't know, Alexis, because, you know, I don't have, like, I have a handful of guy friends, and I don't know what they, if they, if they do talk what they talk about, but I assume they talk about something, but I don't be there. They don't. They don't. Greg so. told me that they don't. Oh, see, <laughs> Greg is actually a very reliable source. Uh, he will never lie to us, so I will, I will take that as it stands. <laughs> Got it. Mm-hmm. Okay. They don't really talk like this. And like, even just like ask any man, you know, they don't really get, especially not on no regular day. Mm. Like if somebody is broke down and like your wife just left you and like, like if things are at a, at a peak, then yeah, they'd be like, Hey man, what's going on with you dog? Right. Right. But like (laughs) on the day to day, they're not just talking about feelings like that, but you need that in a movie. Yeah. Like you need movies need that. Cause otherwise how's the plot going to move forward? Right. (laughs) Amen. Dap up. Yeah. See you later. Next scene. Conflict. <laughs> yep. All good. You know, me and the old lady taking care of things. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah, that's right, how right, it goes. Right. That's true. That's true. Another positive thing. I don't know if I'll ever get to a negative thing about this movie. I don't um, know many. The, the male friend characters, Carl Anthony Payne. Mm-hmm. I forget the other actor's His name. His name is Kendrick, Kendrick Cross. Thank you, friend. They have great chemistry too. They're very believable. They do. Like, they seem like a real a friend group, like friends who have been. They I don't know went to high school together or like met earlier than that, and they just have stayed in touch, live in the same city still, and now they're adults and they they know each other better than anybody else, so they can openly have these discussions. I like and the same with um, Gabrielle Dennis. Her character's name is Carmen. Same with her and her friends, and they just happen to also be the wives of. Pooch's best friend. So they're just great big old friend group. I love that. That was one of my favorite parts. Yeah. Now here's, thank you for calling that out. Cause that's the last note I have on this scene, mm-hmm. which is like, I, I, I said, wow, am I really just going to be in a group of other married people one day? <laughs> like that's my friends is in our hobby is being married. Like, or is that just straight people? Like, what, am I going to be stuck in that? Am I going to have to do that? I think that just is how it happens. Yeah. So like how like right now, right? Let's just think about like think about it in our lives currently. So right now in our friend group, we're all single except for one. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we friends, right? Well, you don't have to make us sound like that. We we, we be dating to everyone. <laughs> we have to make this <laughs> right. group sound We like sound that. a mess. I'm sorry, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, we actually we do. We, yeah, we have fun, you know, we go out and stuff. I'm sorry. The girls, 
Look, hit us up if you want their numbers at New Chitlin Circuit on IG. Oh. <laughs> okay, we're all single now, but then what? What's going to happen? I don't think we're just not going to be friends when we all do at some point get in a relationship and then get married. He's going to have to come along with me. Uh-huh. This is what we're doing. Oh, no. What, like, you can't get rid of me. I feel like <laughs> like I'm going to show up and, and, you know, corrupt your children and stuff. But I, <laughs> what? They need to be listening to, like, some, <laughs> what stupid shit was I listening to in high school? I'm I'm, I'm playing a card or two. Oh, okay. <laughs> Uncensored. Okay. <laughs> but, yeah. But, like, I feel like straight people... Now I'm, oh, you stepped into some heterophobia now. I feel like straight people, like, just do that. Like, they kind of have to, like, build their lives around around the marriage. Like, I feel like. Yeah. And after. Yeah. I guess so. Even just like. Because y'all don't want y'all husbands around no single women ever. Yeah. That ain't going to Because why we get married then? Why would I do that? What? Can you be around a single man? Is that weird? No. Okay. <laughs> I I don't know about the men's. So you got your single girlfriends. I'm tagging well, along. What y'all doing at the bar together? Like, why you got to go to a bar with your single girlfriend? Like, okay, I'm going to come with you. It's a threesome now. We're going to have a good time. Sydney, this is getting out of here. <laughs> um, <okay. laughs> Look, we're going to see how it play out. We just going to see how this plays out uh, mm-hmm. in life. Because y'all already know what my life plan is. You know, it, it may not go to plan, but I already have a plan in place. Mm-hmm. Um, which is 10 years from now, I'm going to be in my mid-30s. Yep. And I'm going to marry a woman who's already in her early 40s. And it's yep. going to be beautiful. So cool. I'm going to be a little bit behind you guys. Yeah. Thank you. I just wanted to, you've heard this a thousand times. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to state it for the audience because somewhere there's a woman six to seven years older than me. Mm-hmm. And when I'm ready, <laughs> she will be ready. <laughs> We're gonna, she might hear this. So I need to make my intentions clear and known to the universe. Okay. Look at you manifesting. Baby girl. Baby girl. <laughs> talk about our friend group but these so mm-hmm. there are two friend groups there's two like you know there's the wife who's friends with the wives of the group yes and then the husband who's friends with the the men of the group and after getting all charged up this the next thing i wanted to talk about after getting all charged <laughs> up from his friends he goes and tries to like <laughs> like this, have sexy time <laughs> with that damn ipod <laughs> shuffle or whatever the hell he put on that speaker <laughs> This reminded me of that episode of This Is Us when um, Randall keeps trying to propose to Beth and in one of his proposals he plays <laughs> the Remarkable Remix <laughs> and he comes out like mm-hmm. doing his little bump and grind. Pooch did the exact same thing but to like a weird R&B song <laughs> for Gabrielle Dennis's character. And she's like, okay, boy, well, this is this would have been cute two nights ago when I was feeling it, but like, was mm-hmm. good. <laughs> I the reason I love this scene mm-hmm. is because it was just like classic Pooch Hall, like his like corny cuteness. Yeah, like I feel like he brings that to everything that he's in, and I just really Definitely. like to see him be corny and fun. I love that. I think that's why we love Derwin so much, even though he was trifling. Um, yeah, he was, was trifling. He was trifling as hell. It was Pooch. 
I was really shocked because my note says, like, come on, he being cute and corny. You're not going to give him no play? (laughs) (laughs) Which I think, which surprised me the most. And I guess this was, like, the next scene after that when they're, like, the next day and he's trying to figure out, like, you know, really what's wrong, what's good um, after they have, like, a dinner together and he's not even really being attentive to her during the dinner. He gets a work text or whatever. And mm-hmm. then in the following scene, she serves him with divorce papers. And I said, oh. That was that quickly escalated, but quickly. I, I understood what she was coming from. I said, oh, we are, <laughs> we are ending this. Because you called the problem out in mm-hmm. what I was like in the bedroom scene, mm-hmm. which didn't even, which literally was just a scene in the bedroom. There was no bedroom play. There was none. Yeah. <laughs> but like, she was right, though. Men think that foreplay like and sex starts in the bedroom it don't Mm. (laughs) it doesn't because if we're having dinner before bed and you're being inattentive you're not listening you're not engaging with me at all Mm -hmm. nothing is set up or primed for me to get ready to do nothing but you except go to sleep (laughs) like that's yeah go to sleep player yeah (laughs) yeah like what so yeah i think that that spoke to, because I do think it is dramatic that she likes serving with the papers, but <laughs> I think it spoke to he he had no clue. He was completely oblivious to as Which to how crazy. off the rails right. his marriage was. I just I don't understand how you just really are that blind to the issues like that. Like, sure you busy. Like, can I tell you? A, no, go ahead. What can I share with you a proverb? <laughs> Please, yeah. You said you don't know how how he could miss that? Mm -hmm. This is a proverb from my favorite philosopher, my mama. (laughs) Men dumb. (laughs) Men Men is slap dumb. That's exactly what That is a proverb straight out of the book of Barb. And (laughs) I can only agree with that, Miss B. You're right. Men are dumb. Men dumb. (laughs) That's it. Men is slap dumb. That's exactly what she's It's accurate. I can't deny it. I'll tell it. her to listen to this episode. I won't. I try not to cuss for the rest of the episode. I'll tell her to listen to this. One. Okay. <laughs> tell her to cut it off at minute 21. Anyway. <laughs> Girl, why? Why? Did I tell you that Monty told her mom we have a podcast and her mom's like, oh, yeah. Oh, you What's the name of it? And then Monty said to me, <laughs> Monty said to me, Do y'all be cussing on there? Because I told my mama y'all got a podcast. I said, Monty, no. They do be cussing. <laughs> she don't need to hear this. Yeah. I, they be talking about men's asses all the time. It's, just, it's too much. <laughs> <laughs> like, my mom listens to it every now and again, but I'm her baby, so she she wants to know what I'm up to. <laughs> Your mama won't find it charming. <laughs> we is for the mamas here. Um, and that is why I, I bring that proverb in. Men is dumb. So that's why he didn't understand that his marriage was growing on the damn rocks. Literally. <laughs> until he got divorce papers served to the space. sometimes you got to do that, ladies. This, I'm, I'm going to do it how I'm um, like, <laughs> like how I used to say and all the R&B songs that like, you know, Carrie Hills used to go, because you know what, ladies? Sometimes <laughs> everybody has a breaking point, y'all. There's a limit. There's a limit. That's what Carrie Wilson be doing. So, ladies, listen here. If your man, your man, is behaving like Pooch's character, you gotta take extreme measures sometimes and serve him the papers. 
And another great proverb um, from the wonderful great actor Tay Diggs. And you got to let him know because what are you celebrating? My divorce. <laughs> so take that how you want, lady. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's get back to the How movie. else are they supposed to take it? Then you just told everybody to draft up divorce papers for their husband. <laughs> just to scare them. You know, if you, can, if you can work it out, work it out. But sometimes you got to do what you got to do. Mm-hmm. And you're going to find yourself in the same position that, uh, <laughs> that this character that Miss Mama's was in. When he signed them bitches. Because <laughs> <laughs> then what you going to do? <laughs> you can't be in the damn divorce court talking about, I was just playing. What damn. You gonna do? Come on, judge. Oh, I can't take no jokes. <laughs> Uh, okay. Are there other scenes that are there scenes that you want to call out? Because I have plenty I want to talk about. Um, there. Well, I, later on in the movie, I guess there was some a scene we skipped over. Uh, th- their like teenage neighbor who plays a big part in their relationship, who's kind of like a we're so connected. That's the one I want. Yeah, to say. she's kind of like I guess like their surrogate kid. Um, who she comes like her father doesn't trust her with the key to her own house. She's like sixteen. Give the girl a key so she can get in the house after school so she goes over to their house and they make her sandwiches and drink milk with her and talk about her dreams and aspirations and school um and i just one wanted to point it out because i'm a fan of the actress um who was also in um one of our favorite tyler perry films acrimony um she was young taraji (laughs) oh talent (laughs) Talent. (laughs) why didn't i make that connection oh (laughs) Yes, I knew I was looking at greatness. Yeah, yeah. So she's great, um, and just really seeing the three of them get to interact uh, and the few scenes they did have together, I thought it was lovely and just like another exciting point just to show like their relationship, even though they don't have a kid, but they clearly want to give this extra love in their life to somebody else, and they give it to their little teenage neighbor whose name was Noel, and she just Noel. Noel. The, that's how you know I liked it because I remember her name. I never remember the character. That's name. true. You don't. You be calling girls named Brittany Tanisha. It'd be weird, dog. Yeah. Notice I haven't said Gabrielle Dennis's character's name. Yeah, you just keep calling her Gabrielle remember. Dennis. <laughs> what? What was it? It was Carmen. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, loved all the scenes with her, um, and just seeing you know them interact. It was great chemistry also between the three of them just to play off each other so this is my favorite dynamic in the movie and mm-hmm. i i just really loved it because to quote a probably less it's a less profound proverb you might not have heard it you probably heard of that first one but this one's like a little more obscure um mm-hmm. it takes a village to raise a child wow you know um, that one <laughs> i think i've heard it like maybe once or maybe twice uh prior to this but you're right it's really mm-hmm. It's, you know, this has been kind of like a race from the zeitgeist almost. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's crazy. But, like, it really do. And that's, I just love seeing that. And, like, the way that, like, Noel was literally just, like, like an always welcome in the house type of, you know, neighbor. Yeah, yeah. And you see that a lot when when a couple has kids mm-hmm. and, like, they're, these are the kids are friends. But, like, I think it's beautiful that... They don't have kids. They're just like two adults making a healthy like ecosystem, a village yes. for their neighbor to raise his kid. Right. And that made me think of like my personal tie-in. I like to throw these in every now and again. Oh, this is gonna be good. <laughs> my personal tie-in is that like 
And when I lived in Lithonia, mm-hmm. like there was, the street got hot. <laughs> the street got hot. And like there was a shooting on the street. Ooh. And I lived, it's a long, you know, it's just a long subdivision. Uh-huh. And we lived toward the back of it. So I'd have to walk from our house to the end of the street, like to catch the bus in the morning. Right, right, or, right. It's about a twenty minute walk from the school, so I would walk to school if I if I missed the bus. Oh, okay. Yeah. But after the shooting happened, my mom, you know, she went to work before me, before I left the house, so she mm-hmm. didn't feel comfortable with me like doing that anymore. Yeah. Um. So in the mornings, I would have to go across the street to my neighbor's house, who Aww. is like a long time, long time family friend. Yeah. Um. And I would ride. His son went to Arabia. He would drop his son off. So, like God, passing mm-hmm. by my school, you had to pass I would ride Lithonia, with them. To Arabia. Yeah. Yeah, so he would drop me off in the morning, and, like, it was just really, like, that's one thing, but, like, it's very special, because a couple of mornings in a row, I was I was a little late, because I was a teenage girl. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was a little late, and when I get, like, when I showed up to his doorstep, like, or, like, to the garage to get in his car, yeah. young lady. <laughs> no, we don't tell you. You need to be on top. Yeah. And it's literally, like, he's, like, literally. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh-huh. He was literally like, you know, like a second, like an uncle, you know, like a a neighbors can be really impactful um, additions to a child's like rearing environment. And I I just really fucked with that. It was a great thing to include in the movie because they didn't have to, but it was great to show to to show how their marriage's turmoil was affecting uh, somebody else. Because she Mm -hmm. was worried because if y'all get divorced for real for real first of all where i'm gonna go after school because you know my daddy is tripping uh and second of all i just like being around y'all it's nice to be in a house where you just y'all love each other y'all share the love with me and i can just come here whenever talk about my sandwiches the sandwiches did look good though i'm not gonna lie they look good (laughs) um so that's that is a good point and that was a great anecdote i love that yeah it immediately made me think of him i forgot his name um, well, <laughs> but I, I like I remember him vividly. Um, yeah, and I just thought that was wonderful. <laughs> this movie is clearly I clearly like it a lot. I like my only. Now, I was gonna say, I only have one real gripe. With, it's not even really a gripe. It's just it's not even like not even an issue, but something that I wish that they would have done better. Um, <laughs> maybe you know where I'm going with this. So after um they're still in the middle of like this divorce, but I think this is after he signs the papers and she's like supposed to be moving out to like another place, but her new place isn't ready yet. So, you know, after divorce, I guess things start to look a little clearer for the both of them. And it gets a little hot and heavy, but not really. Uh, number one, there was no music during the scene to kind of like, mm-hmm. I think, progress like the sex scene at all which I, I thought was needed for them it was just like all right cool like kissing that's great okay cool 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 and you know <laughs> i'm put it out there we didn't see no cakes either all right that's just about <laughs> <laughs> you want to see pooch hall's cakes i mean that's something that is that was missing from the tv show because you can't really show booty on a sitcom so yeah you can't <laughs> we never we never did see his cakes. Um, where, what do you want to do with that? <laughs> it didn't take away from the movie at all. I still thought it was a lovely moment between both characters. I just wish there was some music there that was 
or better music. There was music in the background, but it was like stock music. That could have been a budget thing because licensing music is expensive. Yeah. I get that. Um, yes. So, you know, I think that could have took the scene up a notch and really showed us the yearning. But it, it yeah. didn't really huh. that for me. That's fair. I didn't, the, the, the music, the score didn't take me out of it too much. I thought you was going to talk about, because the only like <laughs> negative leaning thing I have to say about the oh, movie is... it the is... her life thing? No, uh, let's get to that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Which is why I was being snarky when I ended my 60 seconds by saying, because that's the way God intended oh. it. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. Mm-hmm. No, I'm talking about his uh, coworker slash assistant or whoever. She don't speak no damn Spanish. She don't. I, that's her Spanish. It, number one, it was wrong. Mm. <laughs> there ain't no damn necesitos. <laughs> that's, you know, they, they don't have no S on it. <laughs> Maybe she meant necesitos. Now, I may not be fluent, but damn it, I know what the hell Spanish <laughs> is. You know how to conjugate. I know how to conjugate. Yeah. yeah. I know how to conjugate a damn verb. That is something she was reading on the phone. Oh, for sure. She was definitely. I don't know why they did that. They didn't have to do that. I'm going to tell you why. Because in, I think think it's the movie trope, right? So like when men are tempted uh, in like movies to either cheat on their wives or to like after a relationship is over and then like their first uh, like booty call afterwards, it, it has to be. And like usually in black movies. One, she's typically a light-skinned uh-huh. woman. Or two, she's like exotic and she speaks Spanish. And they had to do that in this. Mm-hmm. That was the trope they fell into. If you give it a name, it sounds more legitimate. Let's call it the, uh, uh, the Latina temptress trope. I like that. The Latina temptress. Mm-hmm. Temptress. <laughs> it's a tongue twister. That. I'm going to call it that. What you just said. Yeah. I think you're right. I think that's why they had to make her Latina, even though, I mean, she might be Latina, but she don't speak Spanish. This girl does not. <laughs> um, yeah. Now, I do I do want to get to a scene that we now have to, even though it's inconsequential to the plot, really, mm-hmm. we have to discuss it because you've included this cast member yes. in, 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 in your order of billing. Yes. <laughs> she was important. So... Let's let's bring that in. Yeah. So um, Pooch Hall's character, uh, the divorce is final, and he finds out. I don't really know what he does for a living. He's like a broker or some sort. I don't know, a successful businessman, but he's mm-hmm. now taking his business to Europe, and so he has to sell his home in Atlanta and move there. Uh, so the real estate agent who is selling, showing his home to a new couple and family, is the incomparable, the incredible. Miss Quad Webb of Married to Medicine Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> I think a personal Ms. face. Miss Quad. Miss Quad. Miss Quad. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, this is this is one of the few movies we actually like watched kind of together. We were texting like each other through the movie, yeah. you and me. And we don't typically do that, but I really appreciated doing that because I didn't notice Quad. Like I, that's. I'm saying as, as a compliment, mm-hmm. typically when reality like show folks get into a movie, they overact and overdo it. Yeah, but yeah. no, she yeah. could have very like, now I want to see like a boy by type of movie where Quad is a real estate agent. I and she's would like, love I want to see that so much. 
she did a good job. She did. Look, Quad yeah. was great on Sister Circle. Um, I'm mad it got canceled, but I thought she was great on that. So I would love to see Miss Quad in front of the camera. Uh, you know, of course, on Married to Medicine, but also in some more um, uh, what's it, fictional roles. I can't think of yeah. the word. Uh, non-reality, whatever. It's dramatic. Yes, portrayals. some scripted portrayals. Yes, there we go. That's the word. yes. Scripted. Um, she was good. She was great. And I know it's her immediately when she said, "Cause so, honey," I said, "That's Miss Quad." <laughs> Cause honey, like, I said, oh, no. she's so southern. I just, I love that woman. Miss Quad. <laughs> Look, what from this point, the movie really just like rounds it out. It mm-hmm. just it bends the curve and brings it all back together. Real neat. Like the the pacing of this movie was spot on. It was it was great. Um, my note like in earlier scenes when she gives him the divorce papers that's 20 minutes in and i'm like okay we got real plot movement yeah. like we're actually things are happening and they Conflict mean something to the front because that gives you more time to build yeah. to the climax and resolve it that is right in one-on-one yeah. you learn that in the fourth grade and this was that <laughs> And after the scene, and you know, after this the scene where Miss Quad appears, mm-hmm. it's just we get like a natural progression of um, Carmen yeah. finding out she's pregnant after we learn that um, what's his name? Omar, Pooch's character. Omar, thanks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we learn that Omar like was told that you know he was he uses the word sterile, uh, sterile but like that's not what you say. Now <laughs> I think like, Doctor Jackie would have nice said because Doctor Jackie would have said because. <laughs> <laughs> Buffy, you're infertile <laughs> like me. So I, think, <laughs> I think she would have said sterile too. <laughs> That's my knowledge. It's just more married to medicine references. <laughs> and the way they replayed that clip for the rest of the, the, rest season. Of the season. <laughs> <laughs> Nevertheless. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, he's like a, like a sterile guy. He's shooting blanks and mm-hmm. his wife gets pregnant right when they're in the trough of their marriage, Oof. when they are fighting for their marriage, mm-hmm. and he took that as a sign, he said, "Oh hell no, I need to get my woman back." Yeah, you know, you damn right. Little Noel was all toe up over it. It's, it's destroying the community. I mean, she, she's trying to get bit up by the the neighborhood roughhouse dog to prove a point. Because I said, if mm-hmm. they make Little Noel get that's her, her daddy's dog. That's not. Oh, I thought I thought it was that's her dog. Oh, this well, why the dog don't like her? Oh, they didn't explain that well. <laughs> Some dogs just mean. Mm. But Sydney, <laughs> you need to visit your country cousins more. <laughs> People got mean dogs for because that's what you get a dog for. Why would you do that? You getting a dog to cuddle. People, people with yes. yards <laughs> get dogs so they can so nobody will jump the fence. Hmm. Well, that's crazy. You get them real rough. You gonna get. A pit with his ears clipped and tail clipped. Ah. He's just mad and rough. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> <laughs> please. But yes, and then they they give the grand like he gives like this grand speech and they get back together and he it was pulls just up the paper from when they perfect. met like will you will you be my girlfriend from the fourth grade? Yes, no, maybe. And he said, "P.S. Please say yes." I said, "Oh, Poochie." <laughs> Poochie. Bitch, I'm crying. <laughs> it was good. That was it was good. so good. <laughs> it was perfect. And you know what? It's, there's just so many reasons why this worked. Number one, 
they, they let these two actors, they let these characters, mm-hmm. like, they let the actors shine through the characters. Yes. And they didn't make one of the characters be crazy or, like, what they didn't make, um, not Janae, <laughs> Carmen. <laughs> they didn't make her, like, be some wild, crazy, like, quote, like, bitch or something. No. And they didn't make him be some sleazy cheater. Right, right. It was, they were literally. Yeah, it's just two people struggling. Which is realistic. I think, like, they had, cl- they've known each other their entire lives since, like, grade school. They did this relationship thing. They got married. And I, it's normal at some point to just kind of, like, let parts of relationship kind of, like, let it go a little bit because you it's it's secure there so you think it's always gonna be there because it's been here since we was 10 and now we're in our 30s or whatever so it's like, oh okay we'll bounce back eventually and find that place but no y'all needed this divorce almost divorce mm-hmm. and miracle child to to make it work and, and it made a great story yeah it did get a little pro lifey at the end. It did, but it, it did. I did like the story. <laughs> it did. Yeah, I'm not gonna mention sis who said it, but I was. I I texted you and I said, "When did this become a pro life flick?" I was not because, <laughs> as our loyal and diligent listeners know, we are a very pro choice yes, podcast. We <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> Especially when it's a movie character. <laughs> Especially. Right. Because, girl, you don't got to do that. That's always my first. A lot of yeah. Girl, you got to do that. Yeah. You can do whatever you want, and it don't got to be that. So. <laughs> oh, Sydney. Look, I'm going to have to ask you a question. Please. Who came to act? You know, um, I had to actually really ponder this because watching this movie, I was a cocktail and like a glass to a wine in by the time I had, you know, really watched it. So it's a little foggy. Um, So I did go back the next day and just kind of like do a quick rerun of the whole movie just to make sure my thoughts were clear and together. This week, um, the Who Came to Act Award, which we award for those who don't know, any first listeners to the show, to that person who left it all on the screen, who made us go afterwards. They did that. That was that was crazy. I'm impacted. <laughs> this week's Who Came to Act Award, I would like to nominate Pooch Hall. Ooh. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. You know what? I accept that. And I gotta I gotta I have to give I have to give us a runner up. No, there's definitely a runner up. Dennis, Dennis did what she had to do. <laughs> she did. She did. She did that. But it's kinda like, you know, like uh what do they call it? Uh, a makeup Oscar? Like <laughs> um, how Denzel got the Oscar for training day, but not for Malcolm X. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. It's like a make I feel like Puchal deserves some formal award from us because we appreciate him so much. Agreed. Um, but Miss Dennis did do a, a wonderful job too. She so did. she's our runner up. She this did. Week. I, what took me over the edge with Pooch was his final scene monologue when he shows up at the door and they both cried and I shed a tear and I said, Oh, it's him. It's him. <laughs> you cried too. <laughs> I did cry. <laughs> oh, I did. And it was great. Yeah. yeah. So it was wonderful to get like a like a close up movie camera like angle mm-hmm. on him doing that. Cause he was serving the same like, I need you to be with me, boo, on, that boo. he gave us in the game. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> but like that was on the set. So like it, he was always a little far back from the camera, but it yeah. was good to get him to do that on the, I would say the big screen, but I, I think this was a, is this, was this not a TV movie? This was a TV movie. Yeah. Uh, on the medium screen. On the medium screen. Yeah. This, this could, I, this yeah. could have been on the big screen. Had they like, you know, I don't know, got like yeah. Will Packer or somebody to produce this. This could have been on the big screen. Yeah. This was good. Definitely. This is good. And speaking of the filmmaker, here's my my final note in my notes says mm. this, and I've saved it way to the end because it's shady. It says Mark Harris, who is the he's the filmmaker, he's writer and producer and director and director yeah. here. <laughs> and it says Mark Harris, you got me hooked. I'm in. I like it now. If I, now when I see your name on the on a movie, I'm gonna click it because you you proved it to me. Mm-hmm. Like you really like you did this. Where it gets shady is my sub bullet is at Trey Haley. Because <laughs> <laughs> this is, I really think this is what Trey Haley thinks his movies look like. <laughs> That's why it's, it's shady. Like I'm, I'm banking on nobody important making it to this point of the podcast. Like I'm banking on something like they're getting a phone call mm-hmm. at the 30 minute mm-hmm, mark. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, right. I mean, Trey Haley, was he not responsible for Man in 3B? Yes. Okay. That's enough said. That's all I need to know. He did always a bridesmaid too, so like mm. it's still like he was the problem with yeah, that. But that movie. Was, yeah, the movie was lukewarm. I didn't think. Yeah. yeah. I didn't feel nothing about that. And it had fine ass what you call it in it. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I still didn't care. True that show did. That's crazy. From Black Lightning, that boy. Yeah. yeah. Well So go back and listen to that episode. It was a fun episode, but it was. We had a good look. It was just me trying not to be too mean about Trey Haley. Anyway, <laughs> shout out to you, Mark Harris. <laughs> Marky Mark. Can we call him that? Is that disrespectful? You asked, Sydney, if you have to keep asking, can you call people these nicknames and you don't know them? Maybe no. Maybe answer's no. But I would do it in real life, too. Like, you know, when we be out and <laughs> I've done this in real life and somebody will tell me the name, like, oh, that's cool. So can I call you, like, I don't know, Willie? Can I call you Willie? And, and like those other names, you know, not the point. Anyway, uh, appreciate you, Mark. Well, Great movie. <laughs> yeah, um, we're gonna get out of here because this is. I've said it a thousand times. If I, if we don't stop recording, Sydney's gonna get off. She's gonna go off the rails. <laughs> wow. So let's 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 wrap it up. <laughs> All right. Appreciate y'all. I'm out. Peace. Thanks for listening. If you're tuning in on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast, if you see seeing five stars right now, just click all of them for us. Feel free to join in on the conversation. You can find us on Twitter at TNCCPod. And check us out on Instagram at New Chitlin Circuit. And that's spelled C-H-I-T-L-I-N.